What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. Oh, what are we talking about? What are you, high? Sports. If they know what they're talking about, then I like it. Yo, it's the Sky's the Limit Radio Sports Talk. It's your boy, Boots, and we finna talk some sports. Satisfy the demand. We want it now! Entertain with no sideline. That's right! I love it. Call the guys. Call the guys. Pack the cooler. Pack the cooler. And bring the grill. And bring the grill. In a world where boring sports talk has taken over the airwaves, four men have emerged from the smoke, breaking the mold of basic opinionated sports talk. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Foul. No, two fouls. Foul? I didn't touch anybody. People can't just go flying in the air like that. Please, my mom wouldn't cheat in my dreams. What? She's an angel. Heaven wants us to win this game. They're Reggie uncensored and off the chain no boundaries sports talk radio with your hosts derek fugers if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball there's no crying in baseball well Derek, here's the deal i'm the best there is plain and simple i mean i wake up in the morning i piss excellence zach kearney you play ball like a girl would you relax? I'm in a zone. And Greg Wiley. Did you see that bad man last night? Oh, what I got to say, you really don't want to hear, because honesty ain't too high upon your people priority list, right? For raw, uncut sports on a different level than you're used to. So grab some snacks, turn up the volume, and enjoy sports with no boundaries. You can do it. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, Craig Wiley, coming to you guys live from STLR Sports Talk. We are missing one Derek Fusers today. Had to stay home and watch the little one. The wife E is at work. Mom's had some church stuff she had to do. He doesn't like us anymore. Derek had to do, he had to, he had to do no, that. I know. He's got to take care of the kid. He had to do he, the family thing. He got family things to take care of, but we're going to hold it down for him today. Hopefully give you guys a good show. Yeah, we're, you know. Maybe we'll even get him to call in. We were at breakfast, and we kind of got the thing, you know, that he told us that, hey, look, guys, no show. I got to take care of take care of the little one. Like, you know what? We're already right here in the area. Let's just go do it anyways. You know what I'm saying? Last week we had to miss because my boy had a little case of the strep throat in the middle of the summer, which had to definitely suck. Because, I mean, anybody who's ever had strep throat knows that uh, strep throat, yeah, strep throat really, really is horrible. It's a horrible thing. Um, so, glad he is at least feeling better from that. Um, you know, he's at home with little Sophia. So, that way, you know, he gets to uh, spend a little daddy-daughter time. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, we are going to get into a few things today, though, sports-wise. Mostly NFL-heavy. 
for obvious reasons because that time of year again. It is that time of year. Training camp just started up. We got preseason right around the corner. And we'll be we'll be talking about a lot of Tampa Bay Buccaneers stuff this upcoming Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Myself, Zach, Eddie, Buck That Podcast is a very good show. If you guys are Buccaneers fans out there, make sure you tune in for that one. Um, starting off, though, a little monologue action. A dude got signed. This is a very interesting story. By the Oakland A's. And it is a very interesting story. Um, to, to be honest, the fact that something like this could even go down and, and even happen, it was it was a like, you know, at the baseball games where they have the guys out there, you know, you, you pay a couple bucks, it's like you get the baseball. You get like four or five yeah, balls to throw for like five bucks, a dollar a ball or something like that. Whatever the situation may be. And and you get to uh you get to to throw you know the you test baseball. out your arm you, you and te- see you test out your arm see, see what your MPH look like you got the the heat if you will and this kid had it this kid had it it was a former high school kid he was a pitcher he was I guess he wasn't uh that you know well in high school what he actually said was is he wasn't that good of a player and his arm hadn't developed until after he was outside of high school. And he's he he's been working on his arm and trying to you know get that arm strength up. Went to the A's game, paid a couple bucks to throw some balls. Ended up throwing like ninety four to ninety six mile an hour balls. Just happened to be a scout was watching him, signed him to a contract. Yeah, and the shout out to Nathan Patterson on that. Just some dude tried out his his dumb luck. And- yeah, literally just some dude like not a not a kid that actually had like. Any kind of career coming out of high school or an arm. This is like, what, what's that rookie of the year? Yeah, is that is that like, the name like, of the movie? Like Henry yeah. Rowengarden. Yeah. yeah, just some dude out, dude in the stands. Do you remember what Henry was throwing in that movie? Was it over a hundred? Yeah. Okay. And now, if you went to the pitching machine, what do you think you could throw right now? I've been throwing at one of those since I was like twelve. I don't think I've ever even tried one. I would say probably like in the seventies, though. I think I can. I think you can get the seventies. I think I can get the seventies. I think I can get high seventies as well. I think I might. I mean, you know, I don't want to like sit there and sound like I'm badass. I've never tried. I mean, I yeah. like. To, I would like to think I would be at least in the seventies, maybe eighties. I don't know. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying high seventies for myself. Yeah. I mean, now it's kind of almost like I feel like we got to go to a baseball game and try it out just to see. What I know. We're we got, at. We, yeah, we got to try that out now. Just, just to see what's good. Throw a little breakfast bet down on that. Who can throw harder? I think I got you, though, because I got, like, the height and, like, the length. Well, I don't I know. I feel like the T-Rex arm's not going to help you in the pitching, you know, aspect. I, I mean, I, don't really, I, got, I got normal size arms for my size. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, super T-Rex arms. Like you're, not, you're not like certain people, Robbie Cronk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, Yeah. What else we got? We got a little lightning news. Tampa Bay Lightning. It boy. is off season right now. It is uh, that time of the year where we're locking up these young players, and we locked up another one of our elite players, and that's Vasilevsky to a eight year, seventy six million dollar contract. Um, what can you say about that other than you know we had to lock him down? Yep, congratulations. He's here for eight more years. The, the kid's like twenty five right now, so he'll be around till twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty eight season. Uh, Vazzy just killed it though the last couple of years as as our goaltender, um, forty four wins and thirty nine wins respectively the last two seasons. He's posted below 
uh, three in goals against average and a high save percentage each and every year. One uh, leads the league in wins the last two seasons too. So, or this past season, I don't know about the other season before, but he was pretty close to leading. So, it's good to, to lock him up. It also uh, allows us to kind of structure our capital in a certain way to re-sign Braden Point and get him re-signed because he's another one of the. Uh, yeah, definitely big guys a great that we move. Gotta, I mean, you got to keep your your star players in house. Exactly, exactly. We also got some NBA news. We want to move it on well, to NBA. Well, before we get into that, yeah, I want to talk a little Hall of Fame. Okay, the Hall of Fame was inducted last night. The class of uh, quite a few people. 2019. Yeah, a lot a lot of recognizable names as far as we're concerned. You know, a lot of guys that we grew up watching. Yeah, defensive back was uh, the the theme. One, Rondé Barber was not in this one. He was not in this one, no. Neither was uh, your boy John, John Lynch. Lynch. He was not. He was one of the finalists. Two, two notable de- defensive backs from the Tampa Bay area. Hopefully they'll make it. Uh, but the guys that did make it this year, definitely notable guys. Uh, Chant Bailey made it this year. Ed Reed. Of course. Of course. And l- let's speak on his bus. I don't know if you were happen to watch that, but. Everybody's talking about this guy's bust this morning and how you did accurate me. it looks. And for those lamest terms, the statue, the the, the head yes. statue yes. That, that they give you. That's one of the most accurate busts I've seen Yeah, when it comes to... Ray Lewis's was really good, too. It, yeah, it was, yeah. Ray Lewis's was really on point. I, I've seen a lot of really on point ones, but boy, it looked like they legit just like took a mold of him and made it like yep. straight up. Like They just poured the stuff over his face and pulled it off and... And I like how he came out. He came out with a matching hat, some swag with a cigar in his mouth. Of course, because he's from the U. You know that's how he's going to do it. Another notable guy on the list that uh, played cornerback was Ty Law. Patriot, Derek. longtime Patriot, 15 Derek. seasons. Probably before BD, probably before Derek. Uh, no, I think he was right around when Derek started liking the Patriots, probably. probably. He, he said what, around uh, the first championship is yeah. when he said? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Ty Law, you know, played in five Pro Bowls. His last one was in 2006, so he's not too far removed from It seems like a lot league. longer. Uh, a couple other guys, Tony Gonzalez. I mean, in my eyes, the greatest tight end to ever play the game. The, the best tight end to ever play the game. Ever. Ever. And I think even with Gronk retiring or even if he comes back, I still think it's Tony G. Here's one thing about Tony Gonzalez and what I like about Tony Gonzalez, and, and I'm glad we get to have this stuff during the monologue. Tony Gonzalez was that was one of those football players, you know, back in the, back before the whole internet era and all this this stuff. You know, we actually used to do things like collect football cards and yep. read comic books and, and stuff like that for your four score and seven years ago type stuff. But uh, like Tony Gonzalez was just like that that football player that even if you weren't a fan of the team he played for, like you you liked Tony Gonzalez. Oh, I love Tony Gonzalez. Like and he was he played for Atlanta for I, I, what? I, I've, yeah, I've never been a Chiefs Four fan. Years. I've never been a Chiefs fan at mm-hmm. all. You know, some of this obvious for obvious route that's not geographically close to me. Not that I dislike them because they've had some players, you know, at the Chiefs that I've liked over the years. You know, Priest Holmes, uh Dante Hall, the human joystick. Yeah. Joe Montana went there later in his career. You know, they've had uh, Derek Thomas Derek on defense. Thomas, RIP. Um, you know, they've had some, some really good players that you, that, that are just like the like the way that they are as, as people just makes you like them. So no matter who they played for, you know, you kind of rooted for them. Tony Gonzalez was a, a, a another one of those guys, probably like any coach's dream, 
for as far as like a, a, a veteran leadership guy, a locker room guy, a guy who's going to go out there and give it his all every single game. The all-time leading receiver mm-hmm. is, as far as tight ends go. Yeah, it's Tony J- Gonzalez. I'm sure yeah. he probably has the touchdown record. So let me who- give you some, some uh, accolades from him. Okay. He is a first-team All-Pro seven times. Nice. That's not Pro Bowl. That's All-Pro team. That's very hard to make. That means you are the best of the best. Voted to the Pro Bowl. How many times do you think out of 17 seasons, 270 games he played, how many Pro Bowls do you think he made it to? I'd say at least 14. Bam, right on the dot. 14 Pro Bowls he had. I figured in that 17-year career there might be like a year or two where he might have had like a couple injuries or something. His first season he didn't make a Pro Bowl, and then obviously two other seasons. He was also selected to the NFL All-Decade team of the 2000s as well. So that's, yeah. And and to top it off, now a uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer. So congrats to Tony Gonzalez. Another notable is Gil Brandt uh, as a contributor. Um, Uh, Former Denver Broncos owner, Pat Bolin. Pat Bolin, yeah. Um, You know, he's won, what, three championships? Um, Possibly the best all-time center, Kevin Mawai. Kevin Mawai, definitely up there, yep. I actually watched his, and... I had a moment of vulnerability. Well, he was like, I, I always get teary-eyed when I watch these guys talk. Do you ever get emotional? Like a little bit. I don't yeah. know. It just like hits you. Like it does. I don't know, but it was good though. Uh, Kevin Mawai's speech was really good. Uh, let's see who else we got. We got Ed Reed. We already talked about Johnny Robinson, one of the uh, older fellas uh, drafted by uh, the New York or New York Lions, Detroit Lions. Uh, I think that was it, right? Yeah, we do got some people chiming on the Facebook Live. I'm going to catch up with some of these. My boy uh, Fuse is chiming in. He says, Ty Law was a savage. He was a very, very good defensive back for some time. Even uh, when he he played for the Jets as well as the Patriots, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right about that. Um, And Fuse says, Tony Gonzalez is what every tight end strives to be. He can block. He can catch. He can run. And he can hit, and that's for sure. And 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 the way that he did it, and this is no knock on Gronk, who who I think has you know been a a very good tight end in the league for some years. Obviously, he's currently retired. Longevity though, but the longevity that Tony Gonzalez had, and just like the humbleness, like Tony Gonzalez, still to this day, from what I've seen on TV, seems like some guy I can approach in person if I seen him out at a restaurant. So I'm like, yo, Tony, what's up, man? Hey. You know, you're one of my favorite players of all time, man. You know, thank you for all the years that you've given the NFL and stuff like that. And he would probably be a dude that would be humble by, hey, thank you, man. You know, blah, blah, blah. You want to take a pick with me real quick or something like that? Yeah. And, like, he, like he seemed like he would be that kind of cool guy. Kind of looks like David Gallman a little bit, too. Mm, a little bit. They could be, like, cousins. But, yeah, that was a, a definitely a, a, some some good players in, in recent memory. Ed Reed, you know, saying all about the U, and they took a group picture. I don't know if you've seen it going around. It I was, did not. There was a group picture there from everybody that showed up. It was a uh, playmaker. So all the U players you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it, okay. was, it was the playmaker. It was uh, Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. Ed Reed, um, Warren Sapp, and Jim Kelly, and they all took a picture together, throwing up the U. It was a cool little, nice little, like University of Miami. Hall of Famer, we made it kind of a. Thing. I wonder how many Hall of Famers from Miami compared to like Florida State or Florida. That's a good question. 
Something I might have to look up maybe on break or something. We might have to check that out. But we do have some NBA news before we get into hardcore NFL news and all that stuff. Draymond Green is happier because he has a lot more of his last name in his bank account. A lot of zeros. A lot of zeros. Great move by the Warrior too, but to, to for keep a defensive this, hero, keep these guys together. You know, uh, 2017 All uh, what was the um, Defensive Player of the Year? Yep. And it says right here, you know, with the free agency looming, three-time NBA champion and All-Star forward Draymond Green has agreed to a four-year, hundred million dollar maximum contract extension with the Warriors. And this is according to his agent, Rich Paul, who's, who's a pretty famous uh, agent in, in the NBA. But shout out to Draymond. Basically, dude is getting a, a lot of money for being a great defender and scoring a few buckets when he needs to. And honestly, I think going back to the Warriors and how they're handling this whole Kevin Durant thing and him leaving, they've done a great job. It is no longer the big three; it's the core four. You know, D'Angelo Russell being there. Who knows if he's going to get moved when Clay gets back? Who knows? But right now, well, I think because of the trade situation, he can't get moved until closer to the trade deadline. Yeah, if they were to move him. Yeah, which would be closer to where when Clay's coming back, which right? Is, and, 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 and really, in hindsight, for the Golden State Warriors, is actually probably the better scenario for them because then they could actually get him on the court doing a few things. And then he also gets to, you know, showcase that it wasn't like, you know, his past couple of years with the Nets haven't been a fluke. So it's like they can kind of, you know, I guess you would say, quote unquote, showcase D-Lo. Mm-hmm. Let him and do get the thing. most for him. Get that trade value up. Maybe yeah. get a couple first rounders for him. Because, I mean, let's just be real here. You know, it, it, it almost seems like this, this draft capital sometimes in the NBA don't mean much. People will give up a couple first-round draft picks for a stud all-star that, you know saying that, that that people can build around or you can bring some free agents in or, and some stuff like that. So we've seen it happen. Um, Draymond's deal here, though, it, the total length of it is five years, $118 million. That's probably including you know this year's contract. Mm-hmm. It will pay him $22.2 million, $24 million, $25.8, and $27.6 over the course of the deal. So as far as the extension goes, he's averaging over $20 million per year, slowly increasing towards the last year as probably the salary cap goes up too to kind of give him that little bit of cushion. Smart move there by the Warriors. Definitely uh, something that I look forward to them boys keeping that team around. Yeah. For a while, I think they're still going to be really competitive in the West. I think a lot of people are writing them off I now that they don't have uh, Kevin Durant. But we well, got to remember well, they well, were the big three before, and they've won a championship without. They were and think Kevin about Durant. So. What's Kevin Durant going to be doing this year? Go ahead, I'll wait. He'll be doing nothing. He'll be doing what we're doing right now. Nothing. Sitting exactly. here talking about NBA. Ta- talking about NBA. Yeah. So I mean, even though the the Brooklyn Nets did make that scenario happen and did bring in him and, and, and Kyrie Irving. Who, who, who they got? They got Kyrie Irving, and they got uh, they got a good little young nucleus around them. That's why uh, Kevin wanted to go there. He liked the direction that they were going. Um, they got a good little center there, and um, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, they they bring in DeAndre Jordan. I mean, he's not the center I was talking about. I'm kind of drawing a blank here on the uh, Jarrett. I think his name is 
last name's Jarrett, but um, they got a couple good players there in Brooklyn, and then also you got Kyrie Irving that they can build around. So yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's obviously not the 2019 season that we're looking at. We won't see that. Till, yeah, we won't see that till at least a year from now. Um, but there are some games in this year's NBA that, that'll you know definitely be some some must watch ones. One of them happens to happen. You know, the NBA is known kind of like for the NFL how they got the Thanksgiving situation. NBA mm-hmm. is, is the Christmas Day sport. The Christmas game between the Battle of L.A. Yeah. And this is a, a argument that I've been having on the Internet over the past month or so, ever since kind of like the free agency kind of uh, took its way and, and everybody got the clear picture on who was going where and what was going down. I think that a lot of LeBron lovers who are all over the Lakers right now are going to be highly upset when the Lakers are not the number one team in L.A. this year. I'm going to have to disagree. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take L.A. And, and, and LeBron. I know you know we got the, one of the best players right now. You would arguably say the best player in, in Kawhi. And Paul George, who was on his way to an MVP-type season until he got hurt. But I think the Lakers have more depth. They don't though. They got rid of a lot of their depth for t- to the trade and stuff. I mean, they've re- they've signed some people, but you got to think you got uh, Lou Will coming off the bench for the Clippers. Uh, you got their you got Harold their their center. You got um who was the dude who just signed the the big contract? Pat Beverly. Yeah, but I mean, I, okay. I look at I'm going to go over to the Lakers roster. I see Rondo, veteran, been there, won championships. Quinn Cook, really good backup point guard from Golden State, has won uh, championships. Uh, you got Avery Bradley, been in Boston, won championships. I, I Maybe, maybe not, but still a good player, good defensive player. Catavius Caldwell-Pope, he's a good player. Danny Green, just won a championship with Toronto, good defensive player, spot-up three-point shooter, very good three-point shooter. Lance Stevenson. Pretty decent de- uh, defensive player, good player that for the Lakers. They got some really good players. LeBron, Jared Dudley, a guy who can go out there and score you twelve points a game. Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, who they're able to keep and not give up in the Anthony Davis trade. That was their one guy they didn't want to give up. Let's see who else we got. And Javel McGee, and you also got to Marcus Cousins. Javel McGee makes more highlights for being a dildo. He's a backup center. All right, you still have Demarcus Cousins. I know you're not really high on uh, Demarcus. They also survived, uh, signed uh, Antetokounmpo's brother, Costas. De- Demarcus has not had a healthy season in like a full healthy season in six years. Durability issues there. You got Patrick Beverly. You got Wilson Chandler. We got Paul George. You got. Uh, Ma- I do. I do Ma- like Jermichael Green, Montrez Harrell. You got Kawhi Leonard. I mean, oh, you guys got Rodney Magruder too. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some there's some players on here. Mo Harkless, who's been a, a, a solid uh, role guy over in Portland. You know what I see though that you guys are lacking. Lou Williams is point guard. You got Patrick Beverly. Pat Beverly's good. Yeah, I mean he's he's a good defensive point guard, but is he a good facilitator? Yeah. Eh. I'd have to say no. Has he ever had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on his team to facilitate to? 
Uh, no, but I believe he had Chris Paul and... No, he didn't. He played for Houston then. Oh, that's mine. My bad. Had my sound on. It happens. It's off now. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. I, I think the best two teams right now um, in the West are these two teams. With a close third of, uh, I would have to say... I still think the Warriors are the team to beat. Yeah. I mean, until they can dethrone them in the Eastern Conference Finals and somebody else can can make the finals, I'd have to agree with you on that. But are they the better team? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Missing Clay Thompson from that team, that it makes them a lot of who they are. Um, that's that's going to be my big issue with that. But when he comes back and they have those four guys on the court, they're going to be dangerous. It's going to be interesting in the NBA because a lot of the talent, I feel, got spread out over a lot of the teams. It's a little bit more even playing field than, than the proverbial quote unquote super teams. And some other teams are in a position to start building those super teams. Well, I just think there's other teams now that are making super teams. Like, there's just more super teams now. Basically. Yeah, well, that's good, though. Do you think Philly's a super team? Depends what Ben Simmons turns into. Yeah. I mean, right now, he's pretty damn good. If he's he pretty get, good, but. He can they- get his jump shot. They got to get, but they got to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think. Yeah. A couple years in a row. Still a young team, though. To really determine that. One last NBA article that I wanted to talk about before we take a, a brief intermission and get into all this damn NFL talk. NFL talk. Plenty of that. Some of you guys may be familiar with the Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies, once from the northern region of North America in a city called, maybe you heard of it, Vancouver. The Grizzlies have announced in their 25th anniversary, this is their 25th season being 18, they're going to be rocking the retro throwback Vancouver Grizzly jerseys through some of the games this year. So we're talking about when they had like who they who they used to have. I'm talking about well, they had Pal Gasol. They had Bryant Reeves, Big Country out of Oklahoma. Big Country. Uh, I believe. Damn, who were some of the people that played for them? Uh, who's your boy from Duke? Shane Battier, I believe. Mike played Miller played for Mike Van- Miller played Vancouver. For Vancouver. Uh, Shane Battier. Let me see here. Let me see who I got here. That's a pretty good grace, but it's just going to be cool to see them rock those retro jerseys. Big Country. That's one that pulled up. He's number one. Sharif Abdul-Rahim. We also got Blue Edwards. I don't know if you remember him. Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby did play for the Grizz. Let's see here. Lee Mayberry. I don't know who that is. Tony Massenberry. Michael Dickerson. Greg Anthony. We know who Greg Anthony yep, is. See him on ESPN quite a bit. Othello Harrington. Othello, that was another good George player. Lynch, formerly of the uh, 76ers. Uh, not really much more. But this article here that I'm actually pulling these names from, it's the 62 players who played for the Grizzlies. Nice. So, know they had. They know they had a, a complete list. I didn't either until I looked it up. That's dope. So these jerseys, are they just basically going to be like replicas of old-time it, 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 Grizzlies? It's going to be the, the throwback jersey. And I'll pull, I'll pull up 
Because I'm pulling it up right now. I see it right now. Yeah, it's like that teal blue with the yeah. Grizzlies and big white lettering. It's all right. With the big bear. Are they going to put Vancouver on there? I believe they are. Okay. And see, th- this is the throwback. Remember the the throwback logo? Yes. The I logo. do remember that. The logo was all, was was really dope. A big old bear and some claws. These are the front of the, these are the jerseys, the teal joints. I feel like they look better today than they did back in the day. I don't know. I, I kind of like those. Maybe they're growing on me. I kind of like those. Cuz I feel like the Memphis jerseys were kind of plain. I find these ones got a little bit more light. I think they should have. I think they should have had the bear on the jersey, though. I think, yeah, I think that would have set it off. Like the jerseys didn't have the bear on it. I think you need the like bear. the bear ripping through the jersey almost, yes. and like some kind yes. of animation. That that would have been the way to go. Um, we are going to take a really quick break. Really quick. Come back. We're going to talk about our favorite thing, the NFL. I am your boy Craig. That is my boy Zach. We're going to take a quick break. Sit tight. If you're a smoker with an appreciation for the best quality, the finest functional art in existence, and the most knowledgeable staff around, then look no further, my friends. Welcome to Dragon Heads, your one-stop shop for glass, water pipes, hookahs, vaporizers, and accessories. With a huge, affordable selection, bright, friendly atmosphere, Dragon Heads is definitely Sarasota and Bradenton's premier smoke shop. Now located at 412 South Washington Boulevard, Sarasota, Florida. And open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Thursday. From 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. And from noon to 6 p.m. on Sunday. For more information, give them a call at 941-955-1719. That's 941-955-1719. Dragonhead's premier smoke shop. Even Bruce Lee would enter this dragon. By the way, remember to tell him STLR sent you. Are you overrun with bugs or other critters in the Sarasota area? Have no fear. Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions is here to free your home of unwanted guests. Carefree has been serving this community for years. Owner and operator Tim Horvath can handle insects of all sizes as well as rodents and can service all types of structures, both residential homes and commercial businesses. They also offer free inspections, so give them a call at 941-556-9019. Again, that's 941-556-9019. Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. Proud Sponsor of Booker Football and STLR Sports Talk. Satisfaction guaranteed. Touchdown! What's up, everybody? It's your boy, High C, and I'm calling out Sarasota, Bradenton, Palmetto, and the entire Bay Area to the only Labor Day weekend bash you need to be at. Trey Mafia Productions presents the All-White Party, Saturday, August 31st at Sarasota Sky Bar, located at 1927 Ringling Boulevard. Doors open at 9 p.m. This is a do-not-miss event with Dim Damn DJ's very own DJ AK, keeping the party jumping all night long. 
long. Hosted by Mr. TMP himself, Peso. Drinking shot specials starting at just $3. That's, That's right, right. You, you heard, heard me. $3. $3. For more info or VIP reservations, call 941-328-2276. That's 941-328-2276. Or visit TreyMafia.com. The all-white party Labor Day weekend bash. Saturday, August 31st, Sarasota Sky Bar. Don't meet me there. Beat me there. This your boy High C from No Boundaries, and I'm riding with the Miami Hurricanes. It's about this you, man. We don't care about nobody except this you. We don't. Right here on STLR Sports Talk. Hey, everybody, this is Awesome, and now back to No Boundaries Sports Talk with Derek. Blue, you're my boy! Craig, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. And Zach. Let's take this time to say whatever it is we want while the doors are closed. And let's get ready to No Boundaries Sports Talk. This is the only show that I feel might have a boundary or two, but I'm going to listen anyway. Welcome back to No Boundaries Sports Talk alongside Zach. I am your boy, Craig. We are getting to our favorite subject of the sports world. Training camp has started. Well, not training camp. <laughs> Football. Football has Football. started. No, I'm saying, camp. no. You're like, let's get into our favorite sport. And they're like, training camp has started. No, football has started. Football has started. It's training right around the corner. Is here. It is official. The National Football League is back in full swing. And we are excited. Why? Well, you know, fantasy football. Buck that podcast. Bro trip to Detroit. Bro trip to Detroit, maybe, possibly. Definitely interested in doing that. I, I am too. I, I talked to Smokey about it. I think that. Uh, I talked to the wife. She, she, she gave the okay? Reluctantly. She wanted to go, but. Bro. Reluctantly. Eddie, where you at? Eddie, where you at? Bro trip. Eddie's oh, scared. He didn't would go. It, so hold on. If it was. If, if we take a bro trip. Yeah. And it's a road trip, would it be a broad trip? I think it would be a, a bro trip. Okay. All right. Pro Bowl center Ryan Khalil unretires to join the Jets of New York. And uh, he addressed a, a perceived weakness on their offensive line. Obviously, Khalil had, you know, was a, a Panthers center. For many years. For quite a Pro Bowl seasons. center. A Pro Bowl center. Um he signed a one-year, $8 million contract. And I think this is, might be a situation where he wasn't uh, 100% ready to walk from the game. Obviously, he's still the guy who I think that can uh, do some stuff in the league. It's funny. Uh, he's he's actually been pretty public and, and behind closed doors. He says he's he's been critical of guys who have retired and come back. And he says, quote-unquote, I want to apologize to anybody publicly or behind closed doors that I criticized for retiring and then coming back. He said with a smile, I totally understand it now. I totally get it. Just some guys just don't want to step away from the game. You know what I mean? Or they, they feel like they can step away from the game. Then they step away and like, man, I got that itch now. Yeah, I got to come back. It, it, it happens. It's just like, man, here it is. Here it is. Got to get back into the pads. But now he's with the Jets, a team I would think is kind of on the up. You got the second-year starter in Sam Darnold. You brought in a guy like Le'Veon Bell. You paid him a lot of money. Hopefully he can 
Well, Khalil already came out and said, too, that he feels like he can help uh, with with uh, Sam Darnold's, uh, you know, uh, what was that, progression. Sure. I was having yeah. a brain fart there for a second. But, you know, help with his progression, help teach him a few things. Because, obviously, as a center, center is actually a very important job on the line. It's the captain of the line. It is the captain of the line. They're, they're the ones who see the defenses. They read the defenses. they yep. got to call out, you know, certain. They're, covering out, they're calling out blocking schemes. Line, and, yeah. You know, they're calling out the mic. And they're basically setting up the play. Yeah, for the most part, yeah, and, and that's that's somebody that the Jets haven't had in a while since Nick Mangold. So it's almost like a co-pilot for the quarterback. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so you know they got they got them a good one, and there's there's some players in the league that are definitely a lot happier this week. Got a lot of signings. A lot of signings. A lot of teams that are happier too. There's some good players that are left that that got signed up. One of them being Theo Riddick, who signed with the Broncos. Earlier this week, Theo did get a new little contract. The Broncos they have a, a a really deep backfield full of lots of backs. You got your Devontae Booker, uh, Philip Lindsay. I'm just reading these uh, off the top of my head. I don't have it pulled Theo up. Riddick. Theo Riddick now. Um, let's see if I can get it pulled up here. Uh, the the rookie. Um, Devontae Jackson that they drafted this year, Royce Freeman. So they've got a lot of running backs. Theo Riddick, uh, Kalafani Muhammad, David Williams. They, so they brought a lot of backs into uh, training camp this year. You know year. what I think they did is I think they kind of got like their one, maybe two guys that they like, and they're going to push the other ones for those playing spots. I think I think Philip Lindsay is, is – Yeah, he's, he's set. He's set. But he's a guy that, you know, if he's your – Royce every Freeman, down Devontae Booker, those guys, you know, they, yeah, they can be pushed. if if Phil Lindsay's your every down back, I don't know how confident you are in him staying healthy for a full sixteen game season. Yeah. The guy is five eight and one hundred ninety pounds, so he's a small back. Even though he he runs a lot tougher than he than he actually is inside. Devontae Booker, a guy that they drafted out of Utah, just hasn't really done anything in the four years he's been here. Royce Freeman showed some flashes in the last couple of years, but obviously not enough. But theoretic, I think what they what that brings to the Broncos' offense that they don't have really is a guy that can come in on third down that specializes in getting out of the backfield and catching balls. And another guy who hasn't been uh, signed yet that I've seen, but something that uh, to maybe keep an eye on, former Saints um, wide receiver Cameron Meredith, mm-hmm. better better known from. His days with the Bears, I think that rookie season that he yeah. had was, and then he got hurt, and then he hasn't been the same since. Somebody who the uh, Patriots are taking a look at, you know, don't know if it's going to be turning anything. Oh, you know what it's going to turn into? He's going to have like a Pro Bowl type season or something. And what's well, if he signs? They haven't signed him or yeah. anything like that. They, 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 It'll be like a Josh Gordon type deal, resurrect his career. They're they're bringing him in to look at him. Um, we do have some. Uh, people who aren't necessarily happy well we also hold on before we move on from the saints here we also had a big deal with michael thomas oh yeah he signed that max deal uh richest richest contract in nfl history for a wide receiver 60 million guaranteed 60 wow 60 million what it must be like to sign a sign a check and to be 61 million dollars richer what are you doing with that money craig what's the first thing you're doing cocaine and strippers i'm just joking i don't know I don't know. 
investing into something wise, like maybe the marijuana industry. Okay. I'm probably just going to buy a car. That's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to go out and get that vehicle I always wanted and then invest. What would that be? Do you I don't really know? know what vehicle I always wanted, to be honest with you. I don't know if I have one. Maybe I'd get that van and, like, pimp out the van and go traveling. Okay. That's what I would do. Well, you you have a $61 million contract, so you'd be probably playing sports. So. I don't know. I might live like Joe, uh, Joe Holly. Okay. Or a wee man and get a little van. Okay. Go travel. See sites. Just retire. $61 million guaranteed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's guaranteed money. Well, you know who else is looking for some more guaranteed money? Who's that? Zeke. Zeke and Melvin. We got a couple and guys. Gordon. Um, Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, here's my thing with that one. I, I think out of the two running backs, I think he's the one who's going to get his contract worked out first. Zeke? Yeah. Well, the whole deal is is that Zeke wants to be a trendsetter. He wants to be one of the Michael Thomas. He wants to be one of these guys that sets the the bar for running back money. And right now you're talking an average annual salary of $14 million for Todd Gurley. Jerry has come out and said that he's not willing to be, to be a trendsetter and to set trends. He's going to pay him, and he's going to have a good contract, but he's not going to be paying that type of money out to Zeke. So, and the Chargers have kind of come out and said the same thing towards Melvin Gordon. Like, look, you want this big money? You want to make more than Todd Gurley, or you want to make you know? Uh, I think they want to be up around that thirteen million dollar range. And you know, the the Chargers are kind of like, well, we've offered you ten, and you have only shown us that you can stay healthy for one season. So, so that would be average annual salary would be his ten million, yeah. just like Gurley's is like averaging fourteen million. Going into the 2019 season, mm-hmm. here is the running backs that are making more money than Melvin Gordon. Gordon ranks uh, 11th as far as running backs. He's at $5.6 million. Okay. Above him at 10 is Jarek McKinnon at 5.7, Devontae Freeman at 6.7, Saquon Barkley at 7 million, Lamar Miller at 7.2, Leonard Fournette at 7.4, Zeke. At 7.9, Le'Veon at 8.9, Le- uh, LaShawn McCoy at 9 million, Todd Gurley at 9.2, and David Johnson at 9.7. That's going into the 2019 season. That's not average annual. That's what they're getting paid this season. So, my question to you is I think, all right, so start from number one. Number one would be David Johnson. Now, if, you, if you're going to go average annual salary, which is what the basically what we're going off of what the Chargers offered him, which is a $10 million annual average mm-hmm. uh, then he would be ranked like fourth in the league as far as uh, contracts go right well, now. If, if uh, David Johnson only getting 9.8 he'd be the number one. Yes but that's not average annual. So average annual Todd's averaging uh, 14.3, Le'Veon's at 13.1 and David Johnson's at 13 million. Okay. The next person highest to that is an average annual of 8.2 and that's Devontae Freeman. So the contract that San Diego offered Melvin was an average annual of ten million, which would put him fourth in the league. Okay. Which is right in between thirteen and ten million. I think that contract he should have ran with and signed it. No this is a guy who's only been over a thousand yards one time in his career. How many times has he missed games? 
been every, injured every season, but that probably that thousand yard year. Now, people who are for Melvin Gordon would say, "Well, he's had thirteen hundred yards in the last three seasons, and if he would have stayed healthy, he would have had this and this and this." But it's about what you do on the field, not about what possibilities are that you can do on the field. So that's like saying, "Oh, well." My car does this in the forty, but if I had nitrous and this and that, it yeah. would do this. You know, exactly. Well, mile. you don't have that. Yeah, you, well, so, you don't have that. and I think ten million dollars is a is a fair market value for Melvin Gordon. For a right guy now. that hasn't proven he is he he can stay healthy, and let's start off with that list again. So, number one, David Johnson. Okay, so let me go back. So, and and, and, I, and I'm gonna and this is gonna be based off of my opinion only. Mm-hmm. When with all with, no injuries included, just just. Do I think this person's a better running back than Melvin Gordon? Okay, so at nine point seven million, David Johnson. I think he's a better running back than Melvin Gordon. Okay, and he has injury problems too, and a bad offensive line. Um, Todd Gurley. I would take Todd Gurley over Melvin. Gordon. I would too. Lashawn McCoy. Obviously, Lashawn signed this deal when he was actually producing at a high level in his prime. I would take McCoy over. I would take McCoy over. In his prime. Yeah. Yeah. Right when he got to the Bills and when he was with the, the Eagles. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, I think, is a better run. I'm taking back. Le'Veon after missing a whole season over, over Gordon. Me too. Uh, and he has health issues as well, too. Le'Veon has. Ezekiel uh, Elliott, obviously. We're taking, taking Zeke. Zeke. Uh, Leonard Fournette. I'm taking Melvin. I'm not a big Leonard fan. He doesn't catch out of the backfield, and he's not really as as big as he is. You think he would be able to be a little tougher in between the tackles? I would. This one's. I would have to. Oh. This one, I think there is like neck and neck. I think that Gordon does offer you that out of the backfield catching, so that would probably give him the slight advantage. But I also want to see Leonard Fournette when he's not having to run against eight in the box. And they actually got a quarterback that can kind of throw now. Facts. And actually, you know, after this season, we may be, we, we may be changing this. So let's just say for sake of argument, we'll both take Gordon. Okay, I'll take Gordon on that. The next guy, which you'll probably uh, side with, Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, he's been an up-and-down kind of guy. But I would say he's like – I would say like even with Leonard Fournette, I would say like Leonard Fournette. Uh, he's very similar Lamar to Lamar Miller, or to Melvin. Uh, and, and Melvin Gordon, I think all those three guys kind of fall into the same category. Lamar has not been over a thousand yards, but only one time in his career with Houston. So Saquon Barkley, we're taking Barkley all day. I'm taking Barkley. Devontae Freeman, it's right around there. I, I, if you get a healthy Devontae, obviously yeah. he's had health problems too, along with Gordon. It's right there. I think he's right in that that yep. kind of like grouping of. of and he's of making six point seven million. Uh, next guy on the list, Jarek McKinnon. Hasn't right. done much. I'd give it to Melvin. I, I'd give it to Gordon. I'm taking Gordon over McKinnon. And then you got Gordon. Is so it, out of that, next? so out of that list, out of the ten guys ahead of him, we take seven. We take more, seven ahead. Seven at least. Yeah. Yeah, and then some of the guys, some of the notables behind him, you got Deion Lewis, Christian McCaffrey, who's going to be he's going to get he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. He's going to get a big big contract. Um, your boy Duke's down here too. He's not getting paid much money either. I think he's somebody that once he gets into a, a right spot, Tampa, um, and he, he gets a chance to really showcase his uh, his skills and, and really get utilized. I mean, kind of be like that that number one running back, or even you know a solid number two running back. Yeah, I think that you know he's definitely can do some stuff out of the backfield. So moving on to possible trade destinations. 
for Gordon. We already know that Gordon's not going to get signed. At least he's not signing the contract that San Diego offered him, and San Diego's not up in their their stake in Gordon. They're going to keep it the same. So they can either hold out, do a Le'Veon Bell, hold out for the whole season, come back next season. Where if he did that, he would still be playing on this year's contract. It doesn't it, it doesn't take away from this year's contract. So it really doesn't do much for him. So possible trade destinations. Some names that we've heard out there. I've heard the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins is a good spot. Kenyon Drake, obviously uh, the starting running back down there. They're very thin at a lot of positions. Maybe one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, could definitely use him. I've heard, speaking of Lamar Miller, who's been dealing with some some injury issues. Um, I think Alfred Blue signed with somebody else this year in the offseason. Who? Uh, like... Alfred Blue sucks anyway. You know what I mean? Like, he was like an all right back, but. Yeah, I mean, he was a serviceable back. He was serviceable. But the Houston Texans are somebody who can be looking for. I think he'd be dangerous in that offense. You got uh, DeAndre Hopkins and um, Will Fuller in that offense. Um, And then the quarterback. Deshaun. Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Watson. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank there for a second. Um, we haven't talked about football in a while, man. Yeah, it, that would definitely be a huge dynamic uh, shift, I think, for them if they were to get somebody like Gordon in there. Another, Even though they're kind of the same players, I do think Gordon's better than uh, another Lamar Miller. Another team that's been connected to, who's probably going to be connected to any kind of running back situation or any kind of solid running back availability this year until they pull the trigger, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, Peyton Barber is the go-to starter right now. Ronald Jones, a guy who... Didn't do anything in his rookie season. Didn't even, something total yards. Yeah, didn't even eclipse his, his draft pick uh, in the second round as far as yards go. Um, we definitely need some help at running back. I, to, I told you that since the beginning. Every every week on uh, Buck That Podcast, we're constantly talking about the running back position and how we need some depth there. And it, Honestly, I'm not for the Gordon move. I don't want to see Gordon come. Me neither. 29-year-old, 30-year-old back, whatever he is. Uh, the the injury problems he has the tread that's on the the proverbial tread on the tires, it's it's wearing a little thin. So I that, I think the Chargers are smart by just standing their ground. Uh, and in another way, I think they're kind of dumb with the amount of money that they're actually offering him ten million. I think we both agreed on this that he should be around like maybe eight seven million. I like that number a little bit better. Ten million is a lot of money, man. Like if the Bucks were to make that move, Duke Johnson was somebody we just brought up a minute ago. Yeah. I would if I had a trade for A or B, um, I would go for for Duke Johnson. He's a guy who's played in all sixteen games, all four of his seasons, um, hasn't been used as much because he's been kind of on the you know second third string role there in Cleveland, um, or just used more for like situational um, plays and stuff like that. Come out of the backfield. Yeah, at get, one point he literally moved to wide receiver and was playing out of the slot for a lot of the season yeah. too, due to injuries and things like that. So. He's the guy who I think that you can use in multiple facets of the game. Think a little bit more like a, a Swiss Army knife kind of player. Not saying that Melvin Gordon isn't that because he does have some abilities out of the backfield too, but it's that, that the durability thing kind of scares me. I always thought that Melvin just didn't quite live up to the hype when he was coming out of Wisconsin. There is, speaking of Wisconsin, yes, there is one team located in that state that plays in the NFL. Green Bay? And they've been rumored to have some interest in Melvin Gordon. Okay. I mean, I could possibly now, see that. that's one thing I honestly feel for Aaron Rodgers in his entire career has never really had almost like 
Aaron Rodgers kind of reminds me of the Dan Reno situation. How Dan Reno had some receivers, and you know he he had some good stuff on his offense, but he never really had like that, like that elite kind of running back. And I'm not saying that Melvin Gordon's elite, but if they got Melvin Gordon, that would probably be Aaron Rodgers' best running back he's ever had in his backfield, if not like one of the top two guys. I would say I agree with that, but and only because of this because. He has better hands than Aaron Jones does, even though Aaron Jones can catch some balls out of the backfield. But I think they need to give Aaron Jones a look there. Um, uh, you know, he only had 133 carries last year. He had 720 yards, eight touchdowns, an average of 5.5 yards a carry. That is pretty good. Give the guy the ball. Like, we could see him have a breakout season, 1,213 yards rushing, 400 yards receiving, and a could couple touchdowns. Could be a seventh-round fantasy pick that you guys pick up. Could be a top-ten back for sure, so... I can't wait to get into fantasy football, though. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Just can't hide it. Just can't hide it. Antonio Brown. A.B. A a guy I really kind of started, like, he was a guy that I liked for fantasy football purposes. Never really had him on my team, but he was just that dude. And, you know, but then the divaness has come forward. And just, like, doing some arrogant things, like, uh, I don't know if you heard about him arriving to one of the training camps or something like that in a hot air balloon one time. Do you remember when he Facebook lived after the game in the locker room? Yeah. He, like, I, I believe it was Facebook lived. Like, when Coach Tomlin was talking and stuff, like, yeah. that's, like, a big no-no. Yeah. I guess he got fined and stuff for that. But uh, Antonio Brown is going to see a foot specialist. They say it's nothing major, but he's been having some foot issues, which is why he hasn't been in training camp as of late. Somebody who I think that... uh. You know what? I I would like to see what he does for Oakland. But now, it's to me, the more and more he just opens his mouth or just does things, I'm thinking like, damn, them dudes in Pittsburgh really know what they're doing. Most definitely. I mean, look what they did with Le'Veon Bell not signing him to the year, uh, the contract But I think wanted. out of the two players, I think Le'Veon has the most potential to go into his new team and ball out. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I think if, if Brown can get healthy, I think he can have a really, really good season Well, I mean, there. Bilal Powell did all right over there. And so did uh, Chris, the one from the – Chris Ivory. Chris Ivory from the yeah. uh, former Saints. Saints. Yeah. And also former uh, Jaguars Buff- as well. Yeah, and that and the Buffalo Bill I think he played for too. But uh, uh, as far as Le'Veon in New York, I, I see a big year from Le'Veon if he can stay healthy. AB, I'm a little unsure about you know this this alleged foot issue. Do you have any concerns about Le'Veon missing the whole season though? I don't because I feel like at the same time it wasn't like he just took the entire like he took the year off of football. Yeah, he didn't take the year off of training and staying in football shape. Like he was he he at any time he could have went in there and played and probably balled out. You know where Zeke's at right now doing doing training? Baskin Robbins. Cabo. He's in Cabo, Mexico. I feel like you can get a good workout in Cabo. Yeah, and a good tan, probably. Good cardio. Definitely good cardio. <laughs> Maybe even some <laughs> Of sport- different sorts. Maybe some, some sports fishing. Um, a name that we've talked about on Buck That Podcast, and this is pretty much wrapping up the NFL for today and pretty much towards the end of our show, but a guy whose name has been brought up on Buck That Podcast, somebody who, you know, 
potential free agent signing that has uh, been been talked about by me, you, and Eddie is has come out and got a four game suspension. Maurice Claiborne or Morris Claiborne might be one of the reasons why we haven't seen him sign with a team yet. Is that maybe there's been some leaks around the league mm-hmm. that this guy's got a suspension coming out and nobody wants to sign him. And, and things like that do come out, and, and people know that. Oh, sure. Most definitely. I definitely don't want Claiborne now. But I think I think one good thing about us not signing him already is I think that shows some confidence in, in, in the coaching staff of what they have in our cornerbacks, in these rookies, this young cornerbacks. I so. do too, man. I think it's going to be a very good year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm a little bit more optimistic than I was at first. I feel like we've got to know some of these draft picks. We've got to know the coaching staff, see what type of team we've got going on here, what they've been building this offseason. We've finally seen the defense in action during training camp and what they look like, and they've been looking really good, even though that's pretty normal this time of the year. Usually the defense is ahead of the offense as far as that goes. But uh, also James Winston's been looking good. Arians come out, says that he's been looking great. Obviously he had a, a down day his first day, but definitely stepped it up. I'm I'm very optimistic for the Buccaneers this I season. Find the, I found the defense is easy to learn because the playbook isn't as as in depth either. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, with the with I mean, and nothing wrong. There's like coverage audibles and things like that on defense. But I mean, you know, saying so you could have like depending on like you could have a, a a wide receiver route that depending on what the defense gives you can be three different routes. But I also feel like as a defensive player, you're not a great defensive player if you don't know what every other player behind you is doing yeah so to have to learn another position too and schemes and where they're supposed to be uh i definitely think the the offense you have more information that you have to retain i just think it's a thicker playbook there's more yeah. play because i mean more plays and options and stuff like defense that defense you're getting into your coverages you have like your certain blitz packages and certain blitzes and stuff like that but it's like like it's like the defense is like pretty much you know saying like how many like, different formations yeah and, yeah i see what you're saying you're running like a couple of base formations you got some different things you're doing you got some i'm showing blitz this time one thing i do think is different about this team that maybe uh well we're we definitely going to see got good coaches i mean in the preseason is this team's going to blitz a lot more there's probably and i'm going to go on record and say this right now you know, this is recording towards the end of the show and uh i think this is quite possibly our our best collection of coaches on our team since the the dungy gruden era eras i'd agree with that i mean we obviously haven't got it right since 07 haven't been to the playoffs so looking forward to that yep any final words before we get out of here shout out to Derek. hopefully we'll see him back next week look forward to doing a show with all the three amigos together three amigos we are the three amigos with that being said, I'm your boy Craig. We'll catch you guys next week. No Boundary Sports Talk. Same great time, same great place. Peace out. Happy birthday, Johnny Christ. <laughs>